0: This is the Always More Podcast.
1: And what's up, everybody? Hey. <laughs> this is it, Chris. We're doing it.
0: I'm pretty pumped about this, man.
1: Dude, I am too. Uh, we have energy drinks, but even if I didn't have energy drinks, I'd be pretty pretty on edge, wired. Jazz! jazzed. <laughs> What?
0: No, I definitely need the energy drink. I would be dead without this.
1: (laughs) Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Always More Podcast. Episode zero, technically. Is that what we're calling it? I thought so. Episode zero. But isn't the trailer episode zero? No, the trailer's just a trailer. (laughs) Oh, that tells you so much how much we know about what we're
0: doing. This is my first podcast. (laughs) Actually, no, it's my second podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my second podcast. You're
1: more experienced than I am at this. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, today we got some great things that we're going to talk to you about. Today, uh, we're going to talk about the Always More pod itself and why we came up with the name and why we are making this thing to begin with. Later up, we are getting to know Chris and I and our bromance and our friendship and how long and why we are friends and how in the world he's you know lived with me and how we are Roommates and oh
0: just give you guys a a glance into our souls so you understand who we are as individuals and who we are in our relationship together. Our heterosexual life partnership.
1: Yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's about yes, thank you. And that's why you're here. And then later in the show we're gonna talk about uh oh, just in a little subject of toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah, so
0: uh I'm sure most of you have dealt with this in some manner. Um If you're a guy, you know, obviously this has shaped who you are growing up, being part of this country, being part of the world where we have to live with all this toxic masculinity. Uh, So you'll get to, you know, even if you feel like you don't have a real connection to it, you'll kind of get a a sense of what's going on and you might hear a bell ringing in the back of your head. Uh, You know, that sounds familiar. Um, If you're a woman, obviously you've had to deal with this in more than one way, so you get to look at. The nearest man and just say I told you so.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, we got all that stuff to talk about, and I'm really excited. I know it's kind of like a heavy thing to talk about in the in the end, but I think uh, I think I think this will be really good. But also at the very end, I almost forgot to wrote this in the show notes. Actually, I did forget to write in the show notes, but I remembered. Is we're going to answer questions from people who listen, and to, well, they haven't listened yet, but we're, we're answering questions that people have asked us, right? The pre-listen questions. The, the pre, yes. The pre-listened. Uh, so uh, first off, Chris, how are you, my friend, my brother, my shining light? How are you? I'm doing pretty
0: well. Um, pretty tired, but you know that comes with being an adult. Whew. So a parent. Yeah. When father. we first met, you know, we were young and dumb and bright-eyed, and we had all the energy in the world. And now. <laughs> I think I just gave all that energy to my daughter, Aww. so I have none left for myself.
1: But she's adorable. And <laughs> she is. She's perfect.
0: She's the sweetest. <laughs> yes, uh, the sweetest little energy draining thing you'll ever find.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, it, I'm glad you're good, Chris. I'm glad you're here with me. And um, I guess this is a good segue to talk about why we are doing this pod uh, and why we are calling it the, what it is. So, Chris, I want to let you kind of explain this quote in this um um, this phrase that I think you know i 've heard you say since we 've been f- friends pretty much, and so uh, and that 's the phrase there is always more than this. Can you kind of explain a little bit about that?
0: Yes, yeah, so you know it 's a phrase that saved my life uh, when I was much younger we 'll get into that in a much later podcast uh, once you guys are already hooked um, <laughs> it 's a phrase that I love just for the sheer power of it and the sheer truth of it because you know, regardless of what your situation is, regardless of where you find yourself in life. There's always more. If you're doing great, there's always more good stuff. If you're doing horrible, there's always more opportunity to turn it into good stuff. You can sit where you are in whatever situation you're in, or you can move with time, but there's always more. There's always something else. Something's around the corner. Whether it's good or bad is kind of up to you, Mm. how you react to it, but there's more for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so when we were coming up with the show name, you know, I had like a lot of different ideas, and I love lists, and I love coming up with, you know, lists of lists of things. Lists of things. And so when we were trying to figure out a name, it got really stressful for me because I was like, man, I just want to find the perfect name, the thing that's unique but also characterizes Chris and I and just all these different things. And so when this phrase – and I think, Chris, you even actually mentioned the name for the Always More podcast if I'm not mistaken – it kind of just stuck because it's like, man, even if it's not perfect, there's always more, yeah. like, it, and that's that's life. It's like when life isn't perfect, there's always more. There's always yeah. more to talk about. There's always more room to grow. There's more room to um, do more and to um, explore, and man, that's – and that's honestly uh, a kind of a good segue as to why we're doing this podcast in the first place.
0: Uh, for me, just because it's cheaper than therapy. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no, Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, No, we've always (laughs) wanted to do a podcast, man. We love just kind of having these conversations just between the two of us. Um, And anytime anybody has, like, walked into our conversations or just been around, they've always been like, yeah, that was a pretty good take. That's really weird. And then we just love to bring those people into those conversations. Uh, So I feel like this is probably the quickest way, uh, most technologically advanced way to bring people that we know and people that we don't know into our conversations right. that we're going to be
1: having anyway. Yeah. And and you know, there's a lot of things, and I'll say most things Chris and I do agree on, but there's also things that we probably don't agree on, or at least kind of maybe not perfectly align on. And yeah, there's for some example,
0: things- I'm a Coke guy, Tim is
1: a Pepsi guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um We've actually fought over that. Physically <laughs> fought. <laughs> that one time yeah. at the watchtower. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is, and so we, we're really just hoping that this podcast will—we're going to have guest, uh, guest, um guest host, guest host, guest speakers, guest speakers. That's the right word. Guest. We're going to have guest speakers on this show. We're going to have people with different backgrounds, different experiences come in, and we're going to have different topics. You know, I, I had a lot of people ask me once we launched the trailer for the podcast, like, "What is this really going to be about?" And I just kind of don't, don't know we, <laughs> anything and everything, to be honest. And that's kind of point of the name, too. It's like it's just more like it, we don't we didn't want to narrow it down to just one topic. Obviously, we're Christian guys and we love Jesus and we love uh, what the church can be. Um, but um, or at least I do. Uh, but I think, you know, we, we, we don't want to narrow it down to just, hey, let's talk about faith every week. Obviously, that's a part of who we are. and it, And we kind of have a lot of that as a filter through how we think because it's been a part of our lives growing up, mm-hmm. but not every week is going to be a in-depth conversation into a theological, you know, discussion rather. Yeah. Some episodes just might be stupid. And we talk about star Wars, not that star Wars is stupid, but
0: not for sure. I mean, sometimes we'll take you to church. Sometimes we'll crap on church. Uh, sometimes we'll just kind of point out what can be good. What isn't good. Um, sometimes we'll just literally talk about star Wars music, um, f- football clubs, yes. A sports ball. That's what we sports do. Sports ball. We love sports ball, <laughs> I guess. Um, video games. Really, yeah. anything and everything is up for debate, and we'll talk about it. We'll kind of go into details on what we think about it. Yeah. If we don't have an opinion on something, we will make one up on the
1: spot. <laughs> for sure. And, 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 and something that Chris and I, I think, definitely do agree on is that we, we like the philosophy of knowing that we don't know everything.
0: Like, No, I hate that. <laughs> i hate that Shut i don't up. know everything
1: well i mean like it's it's okay with us that we don't know everything that's the point of life is that you're supposed to grow you're supposed to learn yeah. there's always there is always more to learn there's always, always more to do yeah yes there's always more room to grow and to experience new things to experience new people you know i was listening to a podcast literally this morning um from uh jeremy is it jeremy K- no not, not jeremy camp Ooh, 2000s christian music just hit me uh the guy from uh love anyways uh, you know I don't know that. Oh, man, I feel so dumb for not knowing this. Uh, but anyways, I was listening to his podcast earlier, and he he does a lot of uh, – not missionary work, but um, work overseas to like humanitarian help and uh, just does things like he, he was over there when the Iraq war started and yeah. all that stuff. And so anyways, um, he talks about how one of the best ways that we can just come together is just to reach out to each other in relationships. It sounds simple, and it sounds silly, but… If we get to know each other, it's a lot harder to be angry at one another. It's it's a lot harder to assume the worst out of one another if we know. Yeah, for sure. One. And so.
0: Yeah, uh, my wife Janelle says that all the time. People are hard to hate up close.
1: Yes. Oh, that's good. So. Um. Yeah. So we are going to hold on. I'm going to find it. Here we go. Here we go. Jeremy Courtney. Jeremy Courtney. That's his name. I was close. He's got two first names. Yes, he does. all right well hey uh enough about that i mean that's pretty much it that's pretty much why we're doing this what we're doing we we love to talk we love to have conversations we we can become i'm very opinionated i think chris is too subtly i'm subtly subtly yes uh you get me talking i start talking my
0: skill is making you think that your opinion is your opinion when really it was
1: my opinion all along (laughs) Oh, you hear that, mom and dad? This is all Chris. So don't blame me. This is all Chris and everything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, this next segment, I want to introduce us and really about who we are. Obviously, you're going to get to know a lot more about us as time goes on and as the show continues on. You're going to f- just – you're going to get to know us really well. Um, but I wanted to kind of talk about what we like, what we like to do, passions, family, et cetera. So Chris, uh, you go first, my best friend. Who are you? Why should people care about you? I'm kidding. Why? Uh, just t- tell them why I love you so much.
0: Well, I'm an Aquarius. Um, I oh. like long walks on the beach. Um,
1: my... No, we <laughs> said we weren't going to do that.
0: <laughs> uh, no, truly, I am just a, you know, I'm a, I'm a ghost piloting a meat shell wow. on a rock hurtling through space at thousands of miles an hour, and I have no idea what's going on with life. <laughs> Um, I just I live my life for the experience. So anytime I have the opportunity to do something brand new, something crazy, something out there, that's what I go for. Yeah. I literally ran away to join the circus when I was in college. <laughs> um I've been to four different colleges. Mm. I have enough credits for two and a half degrees. <laughs> I have one degree myself in theology that I don't even use. Oh. So I don't know. I'm a father, a husband, a brother, cousin. I don't think I'm a grandfather I, yet.
1: I really hope not. I mean,
0: if time travel is a thing, I might be. Who knows? Oh, well, okay. Who knows? Sure. <laughs> um, I'm a son, a nephew, um, friend, colleague, co-worker. <laughs> I work for a security company. I really enjoy the Rainbow Unicorn flavor of Bang Energy Drink. I don't know what flavor that's supposed to be, but I know it's delicious.
1: You know, it's like something really (laughs) dark, too. It's like, you know, the reason why it's so bright and colorful. No, for sure. (laughs) They're
0: like, oh, yeah, this is made with the tears of orphans. Oh. oh. I mean, I'll still drink it, but oh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I love to write. I do not like to read. Yes. I Love driving and working on cars, but I could not tell you what I'm doing when (laughs) I'm doing those things. I just instinctively know what needs to happen. Yeah. I love music. I do not play string instruments. I've tried to learn. It's not going to happen. I can play pretty much any brass or woodwind, though. That's an insane thing. That's
1: kind of impressive.
0: And... You know, that's all you get for now. I feel like that was a lot. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, yeah, it's a yeah. good pitch. You'll learn more as time goes on.
1: Right. All right. Well, what about
0: you, man? What about Tell us me? about Tim, the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, Lord.
1: Um, all right. So uh, I'm Tim. Like Chris, I'm a father. I am a husband. Um, uh, I am a pastor's kid. I'm a PK. Um, and a pastor. And a pastor. That's right. I guess, I, I guess that's kind of important. <laughs> I'm a youth pastor. Second generation. Uh, yeah, second generation – oh, actually third if you kind of count my grandparents on my mom's side. But Well, that's how generations
0: work, so yeah, third.
1: Yeah, I guess <laughs> – oh, that sounds really misogynistic. <laughs> that's just not how I meant that to sound.
0: We'll get to that. Don't worry. Yeah, oh,
1: we will. Oh, God. <laughs> it's bleeding out already. Um, all right, so yeah, I'm that. Um, I, I love I've, – I've been in love with my wife since seventh grade, so that's been 15 years, 20 years, almost 20 years. Jeez. Yeah, we I came here in two thousand four. Yeah, so it's almost coming up. Yeah. Um Good Lord. That, that's a story that I'll tell another day about our well, my friend zone and all that fun jazz. Um I love soccer. Uh, I've really, I think, over the f- past few years, really in- started to enjoy it more and really kind of get into it. Um, obviously, I love podcasts. So this is kind of the thing that I do. You know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I annoy Chris with all the podcasts I send him, and I'm 90% sure he hasn't listened to any of them.
0: That is not true. I have listened to exactly <laughs> two <laughs> out of. I me. I guarantee you've sent me at least
1: 20. So I'm right. I'm at like
0: 10%. I'm batting 100 here. <laughs> uh,
1: but um, I, I really, I think the reason why I love podcasts so much is because I just love learning. Uh, even as a kid, I I always had like those uh, Guinness World Records books and like those stupid, pointless science books that just random s- science information about random things,
0: scientific facts you don't need to know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. I just love learning that stuff, and I, and so uh, I, I like to I like to do trivia, and so, anyways, uh, podcasts has always been a thing that I have really really enjoyed to get into, and so. Um. Let's see what else about me? Uh. Uh-huh.
0: Tim loves uh loves to play guitar. He oh, loves yeah. board games. He loves Star Wars. Star Wars.
1: How did I forget Star Wars? I
0: truly don't know because we're literally sitting me? in your office and there's like Star Wars stuff like subtly there all is. over the place.
1: Yes, I got Ray, uh, Finn, and Poe up there. I'm uh. looking at your
0: closet right now and there's literally a lightsaber box, <laughs> which you know real Jedi's would go to. A different planet to find their own kyber crystal and then build lightsaber yeah, for themselves knows. but i guess if you can't afford to go to a different planet store-bought is fine
1: yeah thanks i appreciate that <laughs> yeah i love star wars chris and i that's something that we definitely share a love of is just star wars and all that entails all the shows on the movies and all that all right well hey let, let's let's do this let's i have some questions okay let's talk about are just random fun things, okay? So what is your favorite way to spend a day off? Like, other than, like, the stereotypical, like, all oh, I'm going to spend it with my family. Like, if, if you were just you and you were, the, Janelle and, and, uh, and Bean were off on vacation or, I don't know, somewhere else, what would you be doing at home a day off? Um, and if I
0: could just spend the day without family by myself off, not having to work or anything. Yeah. I would probably just sit around my house not knowing what to do with myself. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It sounds more sad than it is. Um, (laughs) Like, most of my time is devoted to work, and then when I'm not at work, I'm with my family. Yeah. So I would maybe play video games, but that would bore me after a while. I would probably try to learn guitar again, and then that would upset (laughs) me after a while.
1: Do you have a ukulele for a while?
0: uh for like 3 weeks i don't even know what happened to it like some of the things i get i intensely love yeah. for su- for such a small amount of right. time and then they just disappear and i truly don't know i had a ukulele um that skateboard i had i don't oh, know what yeah. happened to that That's um funny. i had a playstation 3 at one point that just disappeared <laughs> and then i bought a new one like four months later and then that one also disappeared <laughs> well, i don't know where my stuff goes well you
1: have a playstation that's the first problem that's probably why just- Ooh, see
0: this is one of those things we're gonna get into it about right
1: <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure yeah i'd,
0: I'd probably just kind of kick around my house doing a whole bunch of nothing a whole bunch of nothing i yeah. like
1: that I, I okay so for me i would i would my brain is i want to occupy all the time i have Oh, I'm well aware. That is, shut up. that is just how I like to function. So I do not like to waste time. Now, I don't consider wasting time doing fun things. I consider wasting time doing things that are unnecessary or like, guys, I hate going to the bathroom. I really do. I think it's – I love it. <laughs> it's my favorite. I can't stand – because it's like of all the things that interrupt me and get in my way – uh that is just it's just the worst I, I just it i i just don't like it anyways so uh video games i think something i really like to do i like to play on on the xbox uh assassin's creed that's the game i know that you sort of like i did until 3 yeah 3 was as kind of a native
0: late. american 3 really upset me yeah so, we'll move on from there.
1: Yeah, that's a discussion for another podcast, another episode. We should just write
0: these down as we're going.
1: We really should. I need topics. to keep track. Uh, so, yeah, I like games. I like playing guitar. I like, um, I like being creative, and so, like, creating songs, creating music, creating whatever, but also just learning. So, even if I'm just reading a book or listening to a podcast, that is totally awesome, and I love doing that. So, Chris, what kind of music are you into?
0: Um. So lately I've been getting into hip hop and R&B like modern uh well any really any kind from like the 80s up.
1: Okay.
0: Um you know I'm half black and as a kid cool. I wasn't really allowed to explore that part of my culture. Mm. So now as an adult, I'm finally like trying to connect with my roots and kind of understanding that side of me, I guess. Yeah. Uh so lately I've been getting into hip hop and R and B a lot. Um up until recently though, it's all been like emo rock. Come and, on. You no, know, I'm an emo kid at heart. <laughs> you met me during you, my you emo M. phase. <laughs> so my chemical romance, Panic at the disco, yeah. all of that stuff. You know, I love it.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, that that's pretty much it. What about you? Um as of late, I've been really into lo-fi. Like, I just— Oh, yes. Dude, I just—I mean, I love—like, I. You, if you know me, you know that I love Switchfoot and John Foreman and certain, um, you know, certain—well, um, those two guys or groups. Um, but lo-fi these days have just really been my thing. Like, I, as much as I love exploring new music sometimes— just I don't know if it's just the mood I'm in or just this year or whatever, but Lo-Fi right. has been my thing. So
0: I got to tell you, man. Today I was actually cleaning my house before I got here, and I was listening to your Lo-Fi playlist oh, on good. Spotify.
1: Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you <laughs> – you remember how I told you how much I love – so you, have you seen all my list on yeah. Spotify? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, I got many lists on Spotify. I'm both proud of and also a little embarrassed. I have public ones, and then I have private ones, and that's the one I'm probably a little more ashamed of. I would assume so since it's private, but <laughs> I mean like there's I mean I'm talking about like the quantity of hidden playlists I have. Oh, good lord.
0: <laughs> I'll show you later. I, I think I have like eight playlists total. Oh. I'm sure you have like
1: eighty. So you know how like you, you I don't know if you know this, but you can create folders now in Spotify. So like for me I have like cinematic folder, but then in that I have different like Christopher Nolan stuff or like Hans Zimmer or John of Williams. Folders
0: huh? in your Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, whatever.
1: Let's get to the next one. Yes. Um,
0: what was your favorite age growing up? Um, like, if you could go back to live a year of your life, what age would that be?
1: Uh, from what I can really remember, because, I mean, memories, we we really just... I mean, that's a whole other episode, Oh, yeah, too. no,
0: there are blocks of my memory that I don't have, Yeah, so that's...
1: I get it. I, I remember, really, a lot of positive vibes my eighth grade year. Like, I remember just having good friends. I mean, you were a friend my eighth grade year, uh, you know, youth group. Eighth grade was a good year for you. A freshman year wasn't that bad either. Like it was a pretty close second, but I think eighth grade year around that time. So however old I was then, so it's like what, 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You really peaked in eighth grade. That was good for you.
1: I peaked? Yeah, you peaked. I'm just kidding. I don't want to know the implications of that.
0: (laughs) No, that's hurtful. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, No, eighth grade was a good year for you. I, I would, Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I was there for it. Eighth grade was a good year. Um, I wouldn't say eighth grade myself, although that, like I said, was a good year. Um, I would definitely say I would go back to be nineteen when I was living oh. in Florida working yeah. at Disney. That yeah. was a really fun experience.
1: I'm glad that was really fun for you.
0: Yeah, it wasn't for a lot of of my coworkers and <laughs> colleagues at that time. Yeah, like I go back on the boards on facebook and stuff and just kind of check in with people and a lot of them are like oh that was the worst experience of my life (laughs) and i'm just over here like oh can't relate oh i had a blast i I think i really enjoyed that (laughs) no i i loved it it was like one of the coolest experiences in my life
1: all right let's do one more because we as as i predicted we just talk a lot we're running out of time we are running not running out of time because i can always edit and it'll be a little bit shorter but you know running the time up then yeah okay so um what was the last TV show you binge-watched? Let's, l- let's let that be the last one.
0: Yeah, that was a good choice. Um, last TV show I binge-watched. Ooh.
1: Um, come back to me. I'm trying to remember. Okay. Uh, the last one that I just finished, oh, what it was it? Uh, Justified mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Timothy, mm-hmm. is it Oliphant? And did I say his name? it's a weird last name. I don't know truly. Uh but there I know was that. The show is. I just don't know who the actors are. Yeah. Uh it was really good. It's about this guy. He's a US marshal and it's in Kentucky and it's got like this really you know southern like horrible like it exploits like like how dirty and crap <laughs> some 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 parts of the south can be. Uh and so it gave me like a lot of Fallout five vibes and Okay. Yeah. But it was really good. It's a really good show.
0: Okay. Uh so Last show that I binge-watched was actually an anime, Black Clover. Nice. Pretty cool. Uh, it's about this kid that was born without magic in a world where magic is everything, hmm. and through his sheer amount of willpower has decided he's going to be the Wizard King, but he wow. has no magic. So people are always giving him crap for it, and then he shows them what's what, and he's on his way. This is a pretty cool show. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, that's cool. <laughs> All right, well, let's move this show along, and let's talk about us. Let's talk about – Let's talk about us, baby. <laughs> let's talk I've...
0: about you and me. I don't think we can be sued for copyright if I'm just saying no. these things, right? No, you can't. Cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: I, I, I've been contemplating about a lot of that. Cool, cool, cool. I'm cool, really cool, excited cool, cool, to hear cool, cool, you're singing cool. on this, this podcast, Chris, because I for sure can't.
0: It's going to happen sporadically, <laughs> and it may be good. It may not.
1: But, and that's the thing with I don't you know is, is that you can happen. sing good. So if it comes out bad, you're doing it on purpose.
0: Yeah, usually.
1: <laughs> All right. So let me – we're going to tell the story about how we became friends, and I'm going to try to remember it the best I can. Here's, here's how I remember it, okay? Seventh grade year. Right. This is where it began. We weren't yes. friends in seventh grade. No. But this no, is where it sure. began. Yes. Chris – um, and I say this with all the goodness cuz again this is my best friend best friend at each other's weddings this is my bro. He was a cool kid. He 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 was. He he was adored by people. I was. And he especially ladies and girls and this just that's just one of those things. I was adorable, man. You still are. You still are. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh so i remember uh going to church one night and i remember seeing chris there and so I, I i mean he was surrounded by people i don't know if i was just busy i was probably distracted by star wars battlefront 2 in the in the game room man that was a good game so good anyways um so i remember uh seeing chris at school it was like it was at liberty hill middle school and i remember it's you and a group of friends around you and i go up there i'm i'm you know this is like this little peach fuzz mustache tim going up to you and go like hey chris how you doing and you know like don't you, like hey do you remember me from gc crew and and i remember you just completely like i don't know i don't remember what you said but you definitely shut me down i was pretty good at shutting people down <laughs> whatever
0: i said i'm sure it was hurtful
1: and so, but I don't know if I was just like super thick thin at the moment or thick skin at the moment or what, but I remember it like not affecting me that much. Maybe it was a God thing. Like maybe it was like, yeah, just say, just wait, you know, just, <laughs> maybe. I remember just like kind of walking. I'm like, okay, bye. You know, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but time went on and I think you kind of, I don't know, just likened to me or I don't know if it's just, just because of time or what, but you know, I would invite you to the house, you and Dre and we would watch movies and. Other things like and there's a lot of things I'm probably glossing over, but it was yeah. it was it was a it was a gradual over like a year and a half we became good close friends, I think
0: yeah, like it it happened slowly but then suddenly all at once right
1: that, yeah that's, that's the best way that I can remember it
0: It's like one of those love songs, but you know romance not <laughs> weird love anyway yeah. um <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty much it uh, so from my perspective, what happened was some little nerd. <laughs> decided he was going to try to talk to me in front of my friends (laughs) and I shut him down I do remember that I just don't remember what I said and then Uh, Roscoe uh, Roscoe. he's a a guy from our church came up to me and was like hey I don't know if you know this but there's this new kid here (laughs) who looks like he could use a friend and you're so friendly so I think it would be a good idea for you guys to hang out and I was just like nah I don't think so Roscoe (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, But then they ended up putting us in the same little youth group uh, building team or whatever it was, and we had to hang out for that. And then we got put into the same groups for games and stuff we were Mm. doing. And just like you said, over time, we started being forced into... being friends, we were forced to be friends and then suddenly we were just friends that's how it was so
1: well if you if you know me and chris tell me if i'm wrong but i've always kind of i've especially at that time in my life i was very friendly and like i welcomed people into my life to be friends even if they weren't very friendly themselves now i'm not talking about you i'm talking about like when we were really close friends and then i would bring other people into our friendships and just right and it, sometimes that was good sometimes it wasn't so good and um and so I think that's kind of just naturally what happened is just, you know, you kind of saw that I was somewhat normal. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think I- <laughs> like we
0: had some common interests. Right. You weren't weird. <laughs> you just weren't what I was used to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I live for the experience. So getting to know somebody that I wasn't used to is my MO. That's what I did.
1: Right. And 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 to maybe like clarify a little bit too to everyone that's listening, we are not the same kind of person. Like we have a lot of the same interests and a lot of the same loves, but as far as like personality and how we do things, vastly different. Vastly different. Yeah. What we joke about a lot is that we we married each other like our wives. We married each other in female form. So like mm-hmm. Jessica is a lot like Chris, and Janelle is a lot like me. Like obviously we have our differences, but like we have a lot of similar. I don't know what's what I'm looking for. Uh, just characteristics and you know, uh, ways that we do things and the ways we think. And so, right. Um, but Chris and I are very different, and so I, I really do appreciate that because as we became friends, it was, uh, it's refreshing because we 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 almost have like this really strong. We do have this really strong friendship that's not founded in some kind of weak, like just common interest or just some kind of. And not that that's a bad thing, but just it's like it's not one thing that holds us as friends. Yeah. And it's really we've challenged each other, we've grown each other, uh, we've we've fought, we've we've had differences, um, but we, we ultimately and it's not like, you know, we had to, but we, we kept our friendship because we've known each other and we liked each other and we, we knew that our friendship was worth something.
0: Yeah, definitely. It it was worth the investment, worth the time and the effort to put into it. Even when we were having our little marriage spats or whatever you want to oh, call it. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's uh, that's
0: another episode. <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call it. Even when we are having our fights and stuff, it was always like, you know, this is the guy that I want to be the best man at my wedding. This is the yeah. guy I want to have around. This is the guy I want to call if something happens.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that's that's pretty much it. Um, if you would like really quickly, I want to will wrap this up. But if you were to characterize us into TV character shows, uh, like people characters, uh, Ted Mosby and Marshall Erickson. So that's from How I Met Your Mother. So here's the way I explained it the other day, though, to you is you are a the, the, you are the good mixture of Marshall and Barney. You are the good Barney that's really funny and energetic and just super outgoing and fun. You're not not the horrible like sleeping around, you know, horrible horrible human being, Barney. You're sure. the good side of Barney? Yeah. Just to it, clarify. I'm
0: the reason that they hung out with Barney. <laughs>
1: right, right. Yeah. Not
0: the actual Barney himself. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll take it. Uh and All I'm right, I'm I'm, and I'm the Ted. Um if if you've seen uh Scrubs, that's another one of my favorite shows. Oh yeah, man. Uh, Scrubs. Scrubs. Scrubs is where it's at. Uh, yes. Uh, I think
0: when I first married Janelle, I made her watch that show like yes. The week we got married.
1: <laughs> I'm still working on that with Jess. What was what was the thing for me to get Jess to watch with Star Wars? Up to our, up to our point, she had uh, – yeah. yeah,
0: I still can't rem- – I can't believe you married her before that. It, it was God.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. Whatever, okay, I know she'll listen to this later. Uh, but anyways, JD and Turk, we – that's probably the closest example, I think. Like we're, we're obviously not the same people as them, but like their bondness towards one another and like their – their affection towards one another. I think that, yeah. I think that's as close as we are to one another.
0: Honestly, J.D. and Turk is pretty good. I think the best depiction, though, would be Corey and Sean from Boy Meets World.
1: I'm sure you're right, but I didn't watch a show enough to really know.
0: Okay, well, first off, you need to because that show is instrumental in shaping who I am as a human being. Okay. Secondly, you are definitely the Corey out of the two of us, <laughs> and I am definitely
1: the Sean. I've, I've heard that. I've heard that from Jess yeah uh and then Parks and Rec if you've seen that show uh Chris and Ben uh we're not really that much like either character I think we're just you're just good friends I don't know why I put that in there I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, guys. uh, We have a lot to talk about. And before we get to this next subject, um, one of the reasons why we're talking about toxic masculinity is because our friendship, we love – I'm obviously, Chris and I love each other, uh, and we we really respect one another. But – and we're going to lead into this in a second. But there's a lot of things that, at least for me, prevented or at least hindered how close I think I could have gotten to Chris. I think obviously – I mean I, I still think we were pretty close and we were good, but there were some things that I think might have helped get in the way of that or at least made us – at least made me think in the back of my head, is this okay?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound weird? Uh, but- you know, it's it's no weirder than this. Let me start by saying I think the the weird thing about it is that if we came out as gay for each other… Nobody would question no it. No
1: one would be surprised. They
0: would just be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." <laughs> but neither of us are gay, right? So just stating that as a fact, neither of us, neither of us are gay. But if we were, no one would be surprised. <laughs> uh, that being said, yeah. I just think our relationship is a lot closer than most people would expect two heterosexual men to be.
1: Yeah,
0: um, it's just something that it is what it is. You know, it's it one of is those things. What it is.
1: Yeah. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about toxic masculinity, what we think about it, and how it's shaped both our friendship and also just a whole bunch of other things. So we'll be right back. And we're back, Chris. Man, we got an interesting topic for first episode yeah i really felt like we should have
0: just stuck with the intros but <laughs> you know you you wanted to do a topic so let's i did freaking do a topic man. i Come did on. all right so toxic masculinity yeah um
1: oh, wait wait b- before we start before you dive into this yeah we are not experts we are not psychologists we are not i mean i like history but we are not experts in no this? for sure not um
0: but you know as straight men i feel like we can talk on this subject.
1: absolutely yeah yeah I, 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 yeah, I think I think we have a little opinion about it. I think we have some validity to talking about it, and and to be fair, I did research a little bit.
0: Yeah, there you go. You read a book, so <laughs> that means we know everything we need to right. know. Right, I know we'll everything. we give our
1: opinions. Whether you like them or not, they're right. Um, okay, so how are we diving into this? Um,
0: Head first, man. So toxic masculinity, what is it? What is it? Okay, so— You read a book. Tell me.
1: Um, I mean, if you really just get to the simplicity of it, it it's, it's kind of like this— idea that masculinity has to be a certain way of doing things. It's a certain way you dress. It's a certain lifestyle. It's a certain uh, macho, aggressive warrior type usually, uh, especially in America. Um, it's this I have to be dominant. Right. Uh, I have to have the last word. Uh, it's my authority, um, and it's often rooted both in um, – unfortunately, in biblical uh, taking out of context verses and also just – honestly, how this country was founded, and that's a whole other discussion, but it's- It's It's the the patriarchy. Absolutely. And it's really a a lot about how, it's a lot of things that can be taken for good, which is the term toxic comes part into this. Masculinity is not a bad thing. It's the toxic masculinity that's a bad thing. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, now, there's some things that I was reading and researching, and I was trying to figure out where it came from. So I found this article from The Atlantic uh, by this guy named Michael Salter, 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 yeah, that you means read sounds see article, right. man. Don't ask me. You, they don't pronounce it in the <laughs> they don't pronounce it in the article. But he says it's a term that actually came from uh the mythopoetic men's movement, mythopoetic men's movement in the 80s and 90s. And I'm going to paraphrase this from this article, which I'll put in the show notes later. Uh but it's basically this movement where this m- men, they thought that men were being taught feminine things. They thought that oh, no. Yeah, God forbid, that they. there's this generation coming up underneath them that were being told that their genes are too tight or that they're listening to feminine music or that whatever they're doing is not masculine, whatever that was at it's, the time. It's the no. long hair for me. The hair, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's so funny because it's like you look back and it's like – it, you can see the waves of it, like it was like the long hair, it was the type of jeans, it was the, I mean whatever it was, and you could see like through history like where that kind of came up. And he says this: men's aggression and frustration was, according to the movement, the result of a society that feminized boys by denying them the necessity, or excuse me, necessary rights and rituals to realize their true selves as men but what's so what's so crazy about this is that as i was doing some on research and as i was listening to a podcast that actually your wife janelle introduced me to called dig and it's really this huge history podcast that i really love right there's an episode where they're talking about men in the civil war and while they didn't have this name for it toxic masculinity there's letters and there was things written by men and they basically were questioning what was masculine what was appropriate why some men were Fearful in war, and why some of them weren't, and and some of them wanted just to go home because they were scared, but they were afraid of being looked at a certain way. And so this is not a new subject. It's not something that's brand new. It's not something that, you know, came up just in this uh, this uh, mythopoetic movement in the 80s and 90s. But something that really I think has, and I'll talk about later, it's really kind of just it's poisoned a lot of what manhood and masculinity is supposed to be about. Yeah, hence the word toxic. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so that's been a huge issue culturally, just toxic masculinity being such a negative thing. Because like you said, inherently masculinity isn't bad, and inherently femininity isn't bad. Yeah. And as human beings, we all have that duality. You know, I've got some feminine traits and some masculine traits. You've got some masculine traits and some feminine traits. Right. So one over the other really shouldn't matter. Yeah. Like, it it shouldn't be, well, since you're a man, you have to have these masculine traits and you have to do it this way or that way. Uh, But that's the way our society's been built. Yeah. It's just – and that's where the problem comes in because there's a whole section of humanity, 50% of us statistically, that are just being oppressed by another 50% of us (laughs) just because of the gender that they present as or that they were born as. Yeah. Um, in some countries, women aren't allowed to learn. Mm. They're not allowed to go to school. They're not allowed to drive. In America, obviously, they have those rights. They can go to school. They can drive. They can do whatever. But they're still looked down on because they're women Yeah. as though their impact in the world isn't as strong as a man's, and that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. That's what we keep running into. Um, like there, there are so many inventions that women made that men have taken credit for.
1: Heck yes. Or
0: so many different plans and ideas and theories that women came up with that men have been credited for, that men have completely ignored until another man said, well, maybe we should do this. Right. And obviously a woman said it first. (laughs) Everybody knows that. But the man is the one that said it louder. Yeah, yeah. So he gets the credit.
1: Well, it's not that he said it louder. It's that his voice was... Uh, leveled up higher than anyone else, other than women, and yeah. and, and so and what's so ironic in all this is that there are men inventions that have now turned quote unquote feminine that men stay away from high heels. That was a thing that men created, uh, wigs, makeup, yeah, all these dresses, kilts, all these different things started from men inventing these things or at least being predominantly worn or uh, presented by men, right? And now. Through time, and that's just a whole other issue with history. Is that time changes things, and so to to characterize one certain thing as masculine or feminine is so short sighted and so um, it's, it's so damaging because time itself will prove that there is nothing or very little things that are that concrete. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's another thing that we have kind of come to realize as millennials, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure you're on TikTok. You follow all kinds of different people. Oh, yeah. Uh, Some of the people that I follow are not what you would call conservative. Mm. Um, And a a lot of things that have been pointed out to me are that, you know, conservatives have this way of thinking that, and obviously this isn't all conservative, so don't at me in the comments, (laughs) Uh, but conservatives have this way of thinking that, You can't do this this way. You have to do it this way. Otherwise, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting those around you. And that's just not true. Mm, Like, I have a friend that does drag. He loves it. He has a blast. He's a straight man, but he has a blast doing drag. When he's doing drag, he goes all out. Makeup, high heels, the whole nine yards, dress, all that. And I've had some conservative friends attack him for that. Mm. But you don't see him attacking my conservative friends for their beliefs. Mm. And that's a problem to me. That is a massive problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but I think the reason that conservat- conservatives do that is they think that that's an attack on masculinity in and of itself. Yeah. And they get scared that him doing that is going to, like I said earlier, hurt them somehow. Right. They don't understand that it's his life, and what he does isn't forcing anything down their throats just because they have to see it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think this is the reason why I wanted to talk about this because there's so many times I think as us as friends, there were things that we could have – and not granted. we, Well, I, I'll just say it. Like there are so many things that have been ingrained in us that we could have been doing. Like I remember there's one picture that we have. We were sitting in a chair together. It was just us goofing off. But I remember – like you remember know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. I think we were at your friend's house. I can't remember who it was. Was it Bobby's? Probably Bobby, yeah. And we were just goofing off, but I remember like looking at that picture. I'm like, dude, I wonder what people thought about that and what they thought about us. And I know it's so stupid and silly, but I'm like, I mean, there were so many things that were in the back, of at least my head, of going, I wonder how this looks. And you know, there's a, there's a, and I'll, I'll share this story without giving out any names. But when I was a kid, um, I I. As I kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast, I love organization. I love lists. I love being – I love I love Sims. <laughs> I love that game. Uh, and so I, that's, just, that's just who I am. Um, and I remember this one year, my sister, it was her birthday, and she got this Barbie airplane. It was a massive thing. It was really cool. And she, uh, she opened it up, but then she started playing with some other toys. And so I was looking at the airplane, and I was just impressed, like, how many details there were in this thing and, like, all the compartments and everything. And so I thought that was kind of cool someone walked in the room and they kind of caught me off guard and they go "Tim what are you doing?" I'm just I'm just looking at this and and I can't remember what that they said but essentially they kind of mocked and kind of go you know that's a girl's thing you don't touch that you don't play with that mm-hmm. and it's such a dude that happened to me when I was like 9 years old and that thing is yeah. still ingrained and, and and unfortunately and this is where i think it's become a part of us and unfortunately it's, that's why it's so toxic is because it gets ingrained into us and it prevents us from doing things that aren't bad might be feminine but they they're not bad within themselves they're 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 a different part of our identity and even if you were to get theological with this god is he made man and woman in his own image therefore god has a masculine side and a feminine side
0: yeah yeah, we could go into <laughs> we could go into the biblical history of that, you know, Jesus coming first as Sophia and then as Jesus, but that's for probably for another podcast as well. Right. Um yeah, like those types of things happen to us when we're so young because it happened to the people before us when they were so young. Yeah. And it yeah. happened to the people before them when they were so young, and right. it's just a vicious cycle of shame and it's abuse, really, is what it is, abuse and trauma. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to tell a little boy he can't play with a Barbie airplane. Yeah. There's no reason to tell a little girl she can't play with a Tonka dump truck. Yeah. Like, do what you want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody else. That's my thing. Yeah. um, You know, if your kid grows up playing with dolls, if your, let's say, Jim grows up playing with dolls, how is that going to be bad for him yeah. at most he's going to learn parenting skills he's going to learn to love he's going to learn to be thank open thank you oh. um and at worst he just likes dolls
1: yeah like there's there's nothing wrong <laughs> with liking dolls they're toys and did you you just you just hit Dude, that's so great because that that's a whole other thing. It's like, and that's so funny about boys' toys. I mean, you can take away everything has to be this super macho thing, that's toxic masculinity. It has to be the super aggressive. Dope trucks, and g- guns, guns, and-, and a lot of it does revolve around violence. Yeah, and and it's so it's so funny to me to see. You know, I've seen people, both good minded people, and it's just they've just been they've just adopted adopted this train of thought that. Well, boys can't have dolls, and I'm, and you just brought up a great point. It's like they – that will teach them how to be better parents. It's the same reason One why you get girls dolls. One of my favorite things
0: in the world is when people tell me that, and I just say, why? <laughs> and then watch them spiral as they try to explain it out loud to themselves. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense, but they feel like an innate desire to defend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just kind of like breaks something inside of them. I love watching that happen.
1: yeah yeah and and you reference this too, but in the article in Salter he says many conservatives allege that charges of toxic masculinity are an attack on manhood itself, and at the time when men already face challenges such as higher rates of drugs overdose and suicide no one or not, not not no one but most people when they're challenging toxic masculinity they're not going against masculinity itself now granted you can see in news wherever left or right that it does get twisted that way but Most of the time, if good minded people, when they're talking about toxic masculinity, they are talking about the negativity that you have to align yourself with certain views. I mean, like even with soccer, dude, I love soccer, but I think one of the reasons why I just now started getting into it really past five years is because for the longest time, people kind of made fun of me for liking it just because it was, it was, it was not American and it was, you know, all those Europeans play, you know, how they are. And it's like, man, it it just, it just sucks because, you know, I'm a straight guy, but even then, it's just, I don't know.
0: It's it's an unnecessary thing is what it is. Yep. Like when people come against toxic masculinity, a lot of people that subscribe to those views feel like they're coming against them personally. Yeah, yeah. And it's not against you personally. What they're saying is, hey, if you're a man and you want to wear makeup or high heels, wear it. Mm-hmm. They're not saying you have to. Right. They're not saying anything like that. But if you're a man and you don't want to wear high heels, you want to wear work boots. You don't want to wear makeup. You just want to throw some sunglasses on and call it a day. Do that too, right. like whatever. It
1: doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah. And so, as we kind of get close to the end of this part, I wanna I wanted to. This is just me personally, and Chris. Please, you, you know, you know a lot about the Bible and just Christianity itself too. But I wanted to. I can't remember where I heard this from. So if I'm quoting someone or from you know paraphrasing someone else, and I apologize, I just don't remember. But. Um, I like to look at Jesus here and and when he came into Jerusalem during the week of I think it was Passover to the week that he was going to be crucified he was welcomed and praised coming into Jerusalem I mean if you know the story he mm-hmm. gets on a colt he 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 gets in and the people are celebrating him they're throwing palm leaves at him they're 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 worshiping him because they know that he has come to save the day and then about a week later things happen. He does ministry. He says a lot of things. He does a lot of things that the Pharisees don't like, and obviously that leads to him getting captured, arrested, uh, willfully captured and arrested, and then murdered. Or well, uh, I guess depends on your view of it, but he, 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 he sacrifices himself. But the funny thing is, is that as he is marching up, carrying that cross on his back, the same people who welcomed him in are now cheering for his death. Right. What happened in that week? And I think – I mean I might be looking too far into this if you're a theologian, if you don't like what I'm saying with them, whatever, but I do not think it's a far stretch to say that people were expecting this warrior god-king who was going to rescue them from the Roman Empire and to free them. And now that he wasn't doing that, he was talking about peace. He was talking about doing things out of love and not overthrowing the empire that's been harassing them and keeping them oppressed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, No, okay, go ahead and take him out. He must not be the real messiah. That's exactly what
0: it is because – They did the same thing for Judas Maccabee. That's why the Maccabees were such a big deal, because he was actually a conquering warrior type. Yeah. And he tried to overthrow the empire that had taken them at that time. Um, They were expecting that from Jesus, because, you know, he's the king of kings, lord of lords. He's the messiah. He's going to save us. But what they weren't expecting was that the sent messiah was going to save them in a peaceful manner. Right. They thought he was just going to show up and wreck shop on the Romans, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were expecting.
1: And so when when we're talking about toxic masculinity, and I'll, we'll kind of conclude it here, um, this is not coming out of like any left or right agenda. You know, this is not. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. There's so many times to where I've heard like, "Oh, that sounds like something the left would say." I'm like, I think this is something that Jesus would say. Like, you don't have to do these certain things to be masculine you don't have Mm -hmm. to like american football you don't have to uh, like tools you don't have to like do all these different things that just other men do you can you know like i personally i like shooting guns i do but i also don't like american football yeah
0: we're on the same page on that one
1: uh and and that doesn't diminish my masculinity or yours or anyone else's for that matter and so what i would hope to encourage if there's any guys listening to this and if there's anyone out there who has felt this kind of stuff before number one know that you're not alone um both chris and i have felt and seen and experienced things in our own lives but also in the lives of people around us and and let me say this there is more than this there is more than toxic masculinity you can be masculine without having to fit into a certain um character or or a stereotype or whatever it is you don't have to like the same things that everyone else does or fit in and, and, it's, and, you, know, and you know one last thing sorry you know i like to talk but one Go last thing it. it's so funny how a lot of christian churches christian people will talk about how you're not supposed to fit in you're not supposed to be of the world you're not supposed to you know what i'm talking about like what yeah. was that romans where it's like you're supposed, to, you're supposed to be transformed yeah and yet we have this thing when it comes to masculinity but and not like that but right yeah so are we not Wait, so do you look like them or don't be like them? And, so, and it's so funny because people then will say, well, they're talking about spiritual things. I'm like, okay, but this is obviously affecting us in a spiritual way. My favorite thing, my
0: favorite insult that I've gotten was bleeding heart liberal. <laughs> like, bro, I'm literally quoting Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was a bleeding heart liberal. Like, oh, I don't think man. you understand that. <laughs> This isn't a left or a right issue. This is a heart issue, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. This is just something that Jesus would say. This is something that Jesus would do. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, how about you open your Bible and read it? (laughs) Find those red words.
1: Yeah. So— for everyone listening, whether you agree with us or not, let me encourage you to to just read, to just dive in, to just try to find more information, to to investigate yourself. You know, I, I will say this: um, a lot of my growth has been happening gradually over the past ten years or so, and it's come slowly and it's come through though relationships like with you and me, Chris, and through other friends, but also just listening and reading and trying to understand perspectives and ideas and Yeah. And granted, not all of them are great, but some of them, like this, I think, are good to point out that masculinity has nothing to do with your favorite sport, has nothing to do with your favorite activity or your favorite shoes or whatever. It has everything to do with your identity with Christ and and just you as a human being. So there you go. There you go. Guys, that was fun. (laughs) That was deep. That was deep. All right. Well, hey, in a quick second, we'll take one more quick break, and we're going to talk about Ask Chris and Tim. Let's do it.
0: All right, guys. We're back with hashtag Ask Chris and Tim.
1: Yes. So we had a few people that asked us, and so we want to encourage you guys, if you want to ask us questions, uh, we're not that popular yet, and I'm not on Twitter. You are, I think. I'm on Twitter, but I don't. Tweet. <laughs> so maybe I should
0: get like, maybe I should just tweet more.
1: <laughs> so if you want to ask us questions, we really want to hear from you. We, in, in the future, like I said before, we're going to have guest speakers and we're going to have other people that we want to, we, we want to make this interactive. This, this is not going to be just the Chris and Tim show. Um, we, we do want to invite you into our conversations and ask us questions. And uh, so if you have questions for us, go to our Instagram, go to our stories, like our highlights, and we keep those questions in there so you can always ask us questions. But even in the comments or whatever, ask us your questions. It can be about what we just talked about. It can be about just us, Chris and myself. It can be about anything. And so
0: Anything you want to know, um, any of our viewpoints that you're curious about, Yeah. if you just want to know what color socks I'm wearing today, they're usually white. But feel free to
1: ask away. All right. Uh, I'll ask the first question. Tiara, Tiara, my friend Tiara, she asked, What's a societal issue that you are passionate about, Ooh-hoo. but you've never gone through yourself? My lord. Okay. <laughs> so, ah. Uh, well, I think we kind of touched on it. Um,
0: toxic masculinity. <laughs> but we've gone through that. Specifically, though, the way it affects women. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I've become a huge proponent for, I guess, women's rights, um, reproductive or otherwise, I won't go into a whole lot of detail just because this is supposed to be a short section. Um, (laughs) But if I catch anyone disrespecting women, especially a man, I am so quick to correct that behavior. (laughs) Uh, My nephew Tyler lives with us and any time growing up that he would say something that was even a little bit sexist. We'd have a come to Jesus meeting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Obviously, I am not a woman. (laughs) And I usually will defer to my wife in those situations just because she knows the best way. Yeah. But if she has told me something or if another woman has told me something and I hear somebody else coming against that, you better believe I will be on their heels. Yeah. I'll be on them like white on rice (laughs) and a glass of milk on a paper plate in a snowstorm, bro. Oh,
1: that's good, man. Uh, For me, um, this one really just. I mean, it's something that – because I am a white male, uh, and that would be racial issues. Um, I mean, just straight up, that's one of the things that I have not experienced because I am a white male. I have privilege, and so uh, that's one of the things that I've been more passionate about over the past uh, few months is uh, one – well, most importantly is listening. That That's the role that I've been really trying to do is Come to on. just listen and to seek understanding and to – into. You know, I don't have to agree with everything, and that's a whole other episode again, but um, that's first and foremost is just just listen. I think
0: that's the most important thing in any societal issue, especially if you're not dealing with that yourself. Yeah, You don't get to police the way other people feel or react to an issue, right. especially if you're not experiencing it. Yeah, You as a white man cannot tell me how to feel as a black man. When a white person is oppressing me. Yeah, yeah. And I, as a man, can't tell a woman how to feel when a man is oppressing her. Yeah. The most powerful thing you can do for someone else is just listen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's me. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to keep it short, but that's, yeah, race. It's a big thing that I've been really passionate about lately. Uh, You go next. Question number two. How did you get such hot wives? That was... Um,
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure your wife asked that question. She did. She did. But
1: by the grace of God.
0: No, you're you're accurate. Um <laughs> Bro, I don't even know.
1: Yeah, we're we're like not... Janelle's
0: way out of my league. Same. I have no idea. <laughs> um I tried to lock her down early. You know, we met in high school, so I was like, All right, that's the one. I gotta make sure she doesn't she doesn't see anybody else after this point. Like she's only looking at me. So you lock her in early, that way she thinks she can't do better. Yeah. And then you got her. That's it. <laughs> and then how'd that work out for you? Uh, pretty well. We're still married. Um, I think every day she realizes she can do better, and then every day I'm just like, nope. I, you can't. You can't do better than me. I'm the best you can get. Uh, I, you have to, like, slowly chip away at their self-esteem. Yeah. But oh, not oh. enough to make it bad. I'm just kidding. No, I'm totally just kidding. Uh, 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 truly, like I said, Janelle was the female version of you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're just kind of like magnetic to each other I guess
1: yes uh books was I think my way in with Jess you just she love books yeah I mean we're we're in our office right now recording this One, and
0: two three four full bookshelves <laughs> that are at least five and a half six feet tall
1: yeah 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 she loves books, and there's more in our room, more oh, yeah, shelves.
0: No, this is literally just the office books. There's more in the room. There's more in the living room. <laughs> in the garage. In the baby's rooms. Uh, there's more in the garage.
1: Oh, there's a lot. I've
0: watched you guys give books away. <laughs> so, yeah, there's
1: so many books. All right, last question. Uh, Aaron, our friend Aaron asked, best Star Wars characters from all medium shows, movies, video games, etc. cetera. Uh, let's narrow it down to two. Ahsoka Tano. Bro, that was Num- my number one. Oh, that's my number – that's my number two. Ooh. She's my number two. No, she's definitely my number one.
0: She had such a massive character development. Yeah. She had such a huge impact on Star Wars, and it was only from the show Clone Wars. Amazing. She wasn't in any of the movies, but you can see the way the writers put in the ripple effects that she had.
1: Freaking Dave Filone, man.
0: I actually sent you a link earlier today. I don't know if you saw it. The four-hour? Yeah, there's like a four-hour cut of uh, Revenge of the Sith where – the art, the director of the four-hour cut, spliced in parts of Clone Wars, yes. and you can see her character development and her yes. effect on the Star Wars universe. And now they're bringing her back into the new uh, series and movies and shows right. that they're releasing. I'm so pumped. She is, she's my favorite character. Now, now that I, might, that might. I, change. I want my
1: daughter to grow up to be like her. Oh heck yes. Now that might change with this new show. Like, get me wrong. I love Ahsoka Tano. However. My number one is Obi Wan Kenobi. I just, I just love the dude. I, he he is flawed, okay. but he is vigilant and loyal, and he's been through so much loss, and yet he was still able to sacrifice yeah. and to and to do what he had to for the sake of goodness. And you know, he, he he If you watch a Clone Wars, he had a romantic interest that he gave up, but he would have possibly, you know. Committed to if she would have asked, and it's just right. he was just really loyal, but also super um, not aggressive with when it came to people, and as a Jedi, and so
0: I really like Obi Wan. I'd put him as my number two as well, mm. um, just because you know he picked an ideology and he stuck with it. Yeah, but the way that he handled it evolved right. with new knowledge and with with every experience he had, it changed a little bit. Yeah, as you can see in Episode One, the first time we're introduced to Obi Wan, uh, as far as time wise goes, anyway. Uh, he was a young Jedi, and he fought for everything that the Jedi Order was. He followed the rules to the yeah. T. And then you see, like, again, back to Clone Wars, you see, oh, he had a romantic interest. Right. Jedi's aren't supposed to have romantic <laughs> interest. Um, he kind of let some things slide. Like, yeah. he knew about Anakin oh, and Padme, yeah. and he let that go. For sure. Because he didn't see the harm in it until it was too late. <laughs>
1: oh, Once yeah. it
0: was too late, though, he reacted in the best way that he knew how. So anytime he gained knowledge, he grew. He actually, probably in the best way, shows what this podcast is. There is always more.
1: Man, boom! Full circle. That is a brilliant way to conclude this episode. And um, Chris, this has been absolutely amazing. I've had a blast. blast. And um, guys, look, we're just gonna end this because I talk way too much. And, uh, but we've had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening, and we really cannot wait to do another one of these and to hear from you. And so, make sure you ask us your questions. Make sure you reach out to us. Use the force, and um, don't use the force. I don't. I'm not force sensitive. We won't. We won't feel those questions.
0: Send them in our comments. Send them in an email. Right. Text us if you have our numbers. Yeah, that's going to be pretty much it.
1: Yeah. All right, guys. We love you. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the
0: Always More Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform of preference is. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Always More Pod and ask your question using hashtag ask Chris and Tim. If you'd like to support the podcast and feed into Chris and Tim's caffeine addiction, you can do so at slash Always More Pod. For further information and to contact Chris or Tim, you can email them at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com.
1: You can just want to go keep going with it. Yeah, you can edit this part out.
0: Yep.